Okay, so your car is almost certainly totaled, and you've definitely just fired some rounds. Hey, what are you all going to be doing over there, Albion and Sly? You're not in the middle of town. You're halfway into the sort of North End residential area. Uh, you were not not quite to Dez's. You still had a little... You still had a few blocks to go, and then that happened. So, what's up? Alvian is getting the spent shotgun casings and just collecting them. Okay, uh, sure. Um, that's evidence, baby. The shells, I guess you can collect, but the actual like, oh, no, I'm not. I'm not bothering. I'm not yeah. suggesting I'm going to be picking up anything else. Yeah, I'm not suggesting it either because you're not. So, so. Yes, yeah, Sly. While he is quickly retrieving those, what are you up to? Calling AAA. Said at the end of the last episode. Oh, you are calling AAA. Yeah. Okay. Or whatever. Uh, amazing. Car insurance I have. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say that you definitely are a AAA member. Yeah. Um, you're you're used to growing up in New York and maybe not having a car in NYC, and now you're here in a place where you need one. So, like, why wouldn't you spring for it? You're a college prof. The <laughs> the menu is going through its its options uh, for, you know, what what you're calling about uh, and tell it. And, you know, it's, it's also suggesting that if this is an emergency, that you uh, make sure that you are somewhere that is uh, safe, out of danger, uh, warm, etc., um, which you're just still standing by your car, I presume. Yep, yep. Especially because uh, somebody else, uh, as you're on the phone trying to go through the menu for AAA and like putting in your membership number so it, they know it's you because that's how they do it. Um, somebody else has like driven up and noticed that there is a flipped car in their way with two people standing outside it, and they've they've stopped. So uh, they're they're looking at you kind of funny because. Again, that's the scene. I'm just gonna give them a thumbs up, sort of wave them on. Yeah, all right. They they uh they tentatively scooch around you carefully, looking at you like, oh, okay, I guess. Um, yeah. So there is enough room in the road for them to go go around you. You stayed mostly in your lane. Uh, when when this all happened. So you're not like blocking the entire road, fortunately. Another car kind of comes up next to you going the other way after a moment. And uh, they, they look like they're going to roll down the window and ask if you're all right. Uh, I assume you're just going to like try to hurriedly wave them along too. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're good. We got AAA coming. Uh, thank you for your concern, though. They just give you a, a mute wave from their car and Yeah, mouth. just bumps and bruises, nothing serious. Crazy you, you as it sounds. You can see that they're saying the word okay, but their window is still closed. It's just kind of that thing that people do to like visually acknowledge mm -hmm. uh that, you know, they got it. So they drive on past. Uh you you can see in the back of their minivan that there are some kids. Uh, that are just sort of like looking. They cannot stop staring at this car wreck as the car drives past. Uh, and you finally get through to AAA. Uh, this this bit of episode has been just as excruciating as actually calling AAA. Uh, yep. Thanks for agreeing with me. 
asshole. So, um, (laughs) off to a good start. Um, how, what are you, how do you explain your current situation to AAA? Uh, yeah, so, I don't know what the, it's a good question. Like, what do I replace Goblin with? Well, um, you know that you have a tire in your, uh, front, uh, driver's side tire is slashed to hell, uh, and kind of somewhat exploded, and, uh, your car has rolled over onto its roof, and that's about it. So, say whatever you want to <laughs> say for that. Uh, yeah, so, tire is shredded to hell, and, uh, yeah, I don't know what I hit. I guess the road's jacked up, or the tire just kind of just... I don't know, imploded on itself? Does that happen? <laughs> uh, okay, so, uh, but you're calling from somewhere safe? You're not currently in the vehicle? Uh, no, I'm not currently in the vehicle. Okay. Well, uh, can you... Do you know the address where you are? Uh, hang on. Let me, uh, use the GPS to figure out exactly. Uh, I'm gonna have you make me just a quick... You don't even need to roll alertness for this. Uh, if, if you glance around, you'll notice that there are street signs. Okay, I'm at the corner of Hasenfrasenhalva and Hasenfrasenhalva. Yeah, basically. Hasenfrasen and Hasenfersh. Ah, yes. Jonathan Hasenfersh and Jonathan Hasenfersh, the two founders of Burlington, Vermont. Yes, the the rabbits and pepper guy. Yes, revisionist history. This is Fantasy Burlington. It was founded by Hassan Pfeffer. It's Magical Burlington. Like how in the Knock Force, it's Magical Brooklyn. <laughs> see? We got it. Yeah, yeah it's the we same. We know how this is. The same thing. There's just elves and fairies and shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so. Wait, does that make you guys the end shit? Yes. Okay, moving on. Um, yeah, so you you look at the street signs and you you give him an indication of, of where you are from that. He's like, okay, well. Uh, I can have, I can have a tow truck there in, uh, it looks like 20 minutes. All right, cool. Thanks. So I am going to need you to stay with your vehicle, uh, for that time so that you can present your AAA card to, uh, to the driver when they, they pull up so they know that you are in fact the owner of the vehicle. Okay. All right. Uh, is there anything else that I can do for you today? Nah, you've been great. Thanks for all your help. Okay, cool. Uh, do you consent to us sending text message updates to your phone to let you know that the driver's on the way? <laughs> sure. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, the driver should be calling you anytime uh, when he's when he's nearby to let you know that he's almost there. Uh, and I I hope that you have a great rest of your day. Um, you take care. All right. Thank you. Thank you for being a AAA customer. Beep. Cool. So you have been asked to stay put for 20 minutes. Who knows how much time? Oh, (laughs) shit. All right. I'm going to call Ro. Yeah. I'm just saying you don't have to do anything. They asked you to do that. Yeah. That's all. What? So, yeah. Go ahead and call Ro. Beep, boop, pop. Calling Ro. Howdy, Ro. Um... We just got jumped by a couple goblins and, uh, Sylvester's car is totaled. We're fine, shockingly, um, but we're, we gotta stay put here for a little bit. Yeah, the actual 
member of the Wild Hunt, servant of the Errol King, Goblin. Oh. I ain't talking about the ones who look like a crude Jewish stereotype from J.K. Rowling. Okay, I... Ha <laughs> ha, topical. Okay, I was just thinking of it being like a nickname. Anyway, um, so you guys, where are you? Uh, we're on the corner of Hershifer and Erdjipenshifer. No, it's Hershifer and Hershifer. Yeah, that's the one. That's where we are. Yeah, so where are you? Uh, Mike, where are we now? <laughs> I believe you're about to get into Ditko's car. Gross. Okay. Um, we're on the way to, um, what I am now deeming Rose Halfway House for Wayward Semi-Villains. <laughs> <laughs> for ne'er-do-wells. <laughs> oh my god. Auntie Rose Prison for ne'er-do-wells. <sighs> um, yeah, so we're, we're headed... We're going to make a quick drop off and probably go back to Dez's. All right. Um, I, listen, there's been a lot of action. Did I mention that, uh, that uh, Marcus got himself into a duel? A duel? What? I mean, what, we can talk more when we get, um, when we're all together. But, uh, is that something that we should be uber concerned with, considering... I mean, Sylvester's gonna be the one doing the actual fighting, probably, so I can't imagine we ought to be that worried. Okay. Um. The man kicked a crack into death. Yeah. No, I know, but I. The whole concept of try to protect friend from sword, friend wants to be involved with sword is a little upsetting and worrying. It's a. It's a bit of a. An out there plan, I'll admit. I assume he has a stupid convoluted plan involved that we are being kept in the dark of for reasons. Ain't that always the way of things? Yep, it's a classic uh, fictional trope bullshit thingamajig. Yeah, I wouldn't know nothing about being left in the dark about plans. Wouldn't know a damn thing about that. Certainly not having asked to be left out of the dark on plans. When, uh, you get the, you get the joke. Anyway, moving on. It was for your own good. <laughs> oh, uh, no, I asked you to. Yes. One beautifully. Anyway, uh, yeah, so we will deal with this. Um, you deal with your thing. Uh, we all ought to link back up at Dez's place. Yay. Okay. Hey, it's a good way for your convenient, cheap passage of time to occur. Da -da 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 -da. And we move towards the deadline, and we don't have to do this for 20 episodes. Yay. Hooray. Yeah, because that was All right. So, yeah, so about, uh, let's, let's say it's going to get you, take you about 10 minutes to get to Rose's apartment, because it's Ditko driving, and he's, uh, he, he's, he's, he's going, he's not speeding, uh, he's, he's driving quite carefully, and, uh, it seems like he's not taking the most direct route either, mm -hmm. so, yeah, uh, you, you do eventually make your way there. And uh, you you find yourself downtown, and are you just gonna like lead him up to your apartment? Um, yes. There's gonna be a conversation while we walk up the stairs about how um, uh, it's very important for me that he has an open mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. As you okay, he. 
he just kind of chuckles uh, and says, <laughs> me having an open mind right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be too hard. Uh, oh, also, um, I hate doing this, but, uh, and he hands you his keys and says, you need to drive, you need to drive her back to my place. Ro has the most evil grin on her face because she now gets to drive a cop car. Um, she just nods. I don't like the way you're looking at me right now. I'm kind of second guessing this. No, it's fine. Uh, Everything's fine. Look. He just he he just looks at Des and goes, "Oh, you don't drive, do you?" I don't. Ah! <laughs> Never learned. Oh, don't worry. All we'll right. work on that. And Ro jingles the keys. So, yeah. Uh, he he gives up the keys to you, Ro, uh, and you enter your apartment. Yep, we're we're going in to the the Nixie Den. So you step in and you hear a bit of a wet sloshing sound, uh, and then a stark naked green skinned lady <laughs> with uh sort of seaweed like flowing hair, uh that you know, tangled and, and weird. It's tangled up kind of like, you know, seaweed, but it is still very much hair. Uh, and she just walks into the middle of the apartment, uh, you know, trailing water, of course, and just says, Bro, thank fuck you're back. I have been hungry at... Um, oh, he hello. Uh, Rowan, um, this... You know, this is actually a perfect way to introduce you guys, because this has been my life um des i don't think we've talked about this much welcome to my house and what this happens here now um this is ditko the the guy that we had that chat about a while back the the she she bears her sharper than human teeth and starts to take a uh, a stance a, a, a sort of like hunched defensive stance like uh, she expects him to do something untoward. Okay, hold on before we get like that. Um, you know how... Ditko is just staring <laughs> slack-jawed right now. Um, I mean, it's not that it's a naked lady in front of him. It's that it's this naked lady in front of him. Uh-oh. He has never seen a Nixie okay. before. Oh. So you know how we had Obviously. the conversation, how I was going over to Ditko's house and making sure he was like alive, not a villain, and all this other stuff. Um, and you were doing your spying yes, on him, yes. Okay. And we we know that you are the only person I told, and now clearly the secret is out. Um, he needs a place to stay. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that meant to be a secret? You told it to somebody who cannot lie and it was meant to be a yeah, secret? Yeah, but it's just like you and me. Got her. Speaking of things that are out, do you want to <laughs> put on a towel or something? Uh, no. <laughs> um. I do not. Anyway, um, I... So, I have an idea and I should have pitched it to you first. Right, you should have. Ditko's gonna stay here for a while to hide from the FBI. 
and you're gonna be okay with it because you're technically also still a guest here. You dare invoke hospitality? Yes. To force me to act against my own nature. But I did pick up some uh, pizza rolls for you, though. Your (laughs) transgressions will be ignored for now. (laughs) If you start preparing those pizza rolls immediately. Actually, no. Since I am technically an occupant here, you, (laughs) officer man, make me pizza rolls. Or you cannot stay here. I like where this is going. (laughs) Ditko just is like, bro? Mm -hmm. Bro. What (laughs) is going on? This is my roommate, Rowan. Um, She is a Nixie. Previously enemy. Displeased to meet you. Previously enemy of Albion Graves. Um, Also us a little bit, but not really. Um, She lives here with me because the water was toxic and I invited her, I guess. Oh, okay. Um, I mean... Yeah, questions that uh, just raise more questions. Okay. That seems to be a common theme with you, Ro. Um, uh, you know what? Where's the... Where do you cook the pizza rolls? Ro just... In the kitchen, <laughs> Ro kind of points to, like, basically the other side of the room. Because this is a very small apartment. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, okay. I'll just follow the instructions on the package, I guess, and cook some pizza rolls for a naked fairy lady. That's right. You will cook some pizza rolls for the naked fairy lady, and she will enjoy them and will not share. That's what she said. It it is. I know. Shut up. <laughs> so yeah, uh Des, how are you handling this whole scene? She's just kind of like watching this without like focusing too hard because she's basically trying to look anywhere other than Rowan. <laughs> uh amazing. Yeah, because Rowan just rooms with Ro and also there's usually not anyone else in here, uh, and she would be naked as a jaybird, uh, you know, in her own domain. She just does not. She does not care about how you feel at this moment. Uh, she only mm-hmm. put on clothes because she needed to get to your house without being stopped. Oh, yeah, and let's be entirely um, clear. Ro is also uncomfortable. So Rowan is the only person she consistently makes eye contact with. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, if anything, like, I think if Dez is trying not to look there, she's probably trying to look for the kittens. Yeah. Okay. My little buds. Um, I mean, that's what I would do <laughs> if I was trying to avoid a naked person in the room with me. Mm. Desdemona, are you, uh, you, you, okay. You are uncomfortable with me still. I understand. I did try to kill you that once or two 
times. But I also showed up to make sure you did not die, so... Yeah, can, can you just, like, put on a towel or a robe or a long t-shirt or something? Oh, you are... That is what makes you uncomfortable here? This is just what I am. It is not my fault that you have such shame. <laughs> Human shame. She might just, like, find a seat and just, like, look away. All right. Deny it. Yes, you are human. You may deny your own instincts and impulses and your own nature. Yes, I understand you. You hide your nudity under your cloth. Okay, Rowan, I'm having a really but crappy day. Can you just, like, not give me guff right now? I don't even want to be here. Uh, Rowan? <laughs> I, I have never been so offended. Rowan is just going to lean over and hold out a closed hand to Des and wait for her to open her palm so she can place something in it into it. She'll kind of like half-heartedly open her palm then because curiosity <laughs> has got the better of her. Um, It's a little crinkly ball so she can summon the cats. She's just going to mouth the words Thank you. <laughs> and like just Okay, the kittens have been summoned. Uh and as they as they make their way past Rowan, uh she she like picks up her her feet and sort of, you know, like ah dodges uncomfortably. Ah <laughs> little gremlins. No. That's an insult to gremlins. Ugh, little furry things. They give me the willies. I'm going back to my I'm going back. <laughs> and uh, she she just turns around and stalks her way back into the bathroom. Uh, and just, uh, you hear her call out, Tell the policeman that he must bring the pizza rolls to me, and that if he wishes to relieve himself, he will have to do it elsewhere, or bear that I will be in here the whole time. <laughs> um. Hope you got some jars. Rose gonna go poke her head into the kitchen and relay where Rowan is, apologize, and will try to create some kind of better dynamic later. Um, and also mentions that she has a camping toilet in her closet if he really needs to go. It, yeah, so I uh I heard what she said because she's not exactly the most subtle um individual and also the walls in here ain't that thick so uh i get it um i mean at least i'm out of the house right yeah um and i don't want to say this but make yourself at home um second drawer in the living room is full of cowboy vhs's um i know that's like a thing i'll see you later bud she salutes, does like a half bow, and starts heading to the door. Not an uncomfortably deep bow? Nope, just like a half. I didn't want to commit to this, so I'm not going to. <laughs> Lack of respect. Uh, yeah, no, I, I get it. Um, yep, so a, a uh, I'd say a sad, scared, lonely <laughs> Detective Sergeant Ditko is now... Preparing food for Rowan the Nixie, and, uh, oh boy, <laughs> that is where you have left yep. him. 
Uh, to be fair, I do have one of those little cameras to watch my cats. So if they start like arguing or killing each other, I can just turn it on and be like, hey, psst, don't. <laughs> just <laughs> just virtual bop on the nose with a newspaper. Yeah. But yeah, that's I have created a conundrum for my home life. <laughs> you can say that again. <laughs> You now have three people and a couple kittens in a very small apartment. Yeah. But on the bright side, you have unrestricted access to a cop car. Indeed. Well, a detective's car, anyway. Does it have a siren? So, I don't want to answer that. <sighs> All right, that's fine. Do you need an answer to that question? Um, I mean, I think I know the answer, and I think you know what's going to happen. The answer is no, he has a personal vehicle because he's not a beat cop. God damn. Okay. Um, yeah, we can we can leave. We'll just drive regular. Now it is a special personal car because he can throw people in the back of it, but it's not quite <gasps> a full on like gonna go chasing somebody with the sirens on cop car. Wait, can we go pick up the boys? If you wish to do it that way, go right We're ahead. We're going to pick up the boys. <laughs> cool. I I am going to roll a passive alertness for the entire city of Burlington <laughs> because you ain't cops and you're in Ditko's car picking up somebody else from a pretty gnarly looking car crash. And there's a triple A guy. <laughs> I can't believe this, but you got away without it be actually being spotted by anybody who would care. Yeah, they don't have a oh, siren. No. The girl was making that noise as she drives, for sure. Yes, yes, she Oh is. my god, sorry! That coffee's so off guard! And then there's Dez just dealing with that, apparently. Um, she's just there going, I could be ears deep in a kitty belly right now, and here I am. Um, while they are on the way, though, can Ro have an apologize to Des moment? Of course. So I want to imagine that this happens, like, while they first get in the car, so then Ro can be dumb later. Um, I'm really sorry, Des. Is this just a general thing for today, or? I mean, especially for today, but also in general. But I think that when it comes down to it, if you had to pick between believing me and believing Beaumont, you, we both know who you would have gone with. And I was just trying to protect you, and it was wrong. So I'm sorry that I lied. I don't lie to you often. And it was hard. And I promise it's not going to happen again. I, I can't have you lying to me like this. I mean, there this is this is a long-term thing. You've, you've known that there's been a tale. You knew I was looking for Ditko's place. And you just held on to that information. Didn't share it with the group. Um... um and then it's like I I don't even know what we're driving what we're driving back to at my home. Ro, the situation could be worse now. I know, and like I understand you were trying to protect me, but it 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 
I almost feel more like an accomplice right now. And I didn't, I, I, all I did was choose to go with you. And I'm sorry. I, <sighs> Des, I have had to do things alone for so long. And now I don't have to, but there was a chance that I would have had to do this alone. Because if I said, hey, Beaumont wants us to go to this place, I'm not going. Do you want to come with me? You wouldn't have come. And I would have to be alone all over again. <sighs> I'm sorry. I understand you're sorry. I understand that we can't change anything that's happened here. I hope you understand, too, that it might be difficult going forward for a little bit. You know, I... I accept that it's going to take time and work to get you to trust me and probably everyone else. It really doesn't feel, at least it didn't feel like whatever Beaumont was trying to do was good because of his history with Marcus. I panicked and there's no coming back from that. Don't you remember what, don't you remember what he said he was going to do to protect Marcus? He was going to make him his apprentice. I know. At least he was going to try. I know. I panicked. And that's on me. So. I mean, you panicked. Hey, um, pardon me for one second. Hello, Game Master butting in here. <laughs> um, Gwen, mm -hmm. I would like to offer you a fate point. Oh. Because I would like to invoke your trouble against you. Oh. Um, yes. Because, uh, Ro is not somebody who likes being told what to do by people who think they know better. You got a problem with authority, and, uh, you know, you also have your upbringing, and, um, yeah, I feel like this is kind of coming into conflict with, uh, the, the person that Ro has decided that she ought to be, uh, to sort of, like, you know, in in growing up the way that she did. Uh, so, like, you have somebody who is kind of telling you, like, bossing you around here, perhaps. So if you accept a fate point to double down Ugh. that, uh, no, you're not really in the wrong that way, um, you can go right ahead and take that, or you can pay me to reject the compel. You make a good point, sir. A point that drives a rift between Ro and Dez, but a very good point. I accept your fucking fate point. <laughs> okay. Uh, this hurts. So now that Dez is taking this very matter-of-fact tone with you, it kind of flips that switch inside your brain from, uh, well, your life. Okay. Dez, I will continue to apologize but i made a choice and that's all it was you can respect it or you can't i'm doing what i can to keep you safe and if that's not what you want then you don't you don't never mind we'll just let's go get the guys i mean yeah it's a lot to process right now and we really don't have the time however if this pisses off beaumont you need to tell him what you did we'll see oh uh i'm sorry you're still under that <laughs> compel that's pushing some buttons hard yep yep 
Because, I mean, that response <laughs> to you? Uh, ah. Rose is shutting it down because she, it has not happened here with this group, but Roe has said hurtful things in the past when she's been bossed around. She's actively fighting to not be mean to Des. Um, and you accepted a fate <sighs> point to give up that privilege. You're right. Des, I don't care about how you feel about your little boyfriend. I'm doing what's best for the group. I don't know that you are. So let's go get the... Let's go get the guys. We'll go back. Deal with fucking Beaumont. And just... I don't know. Yeah, because you, you, you know you know it's you know it's best. Also, you're spoiling that Nixie. I Okay. My house. My rules. And next time, I'm not leaving my house. My rules. Okay, fine. Whatever. Ro has ended this. She is she is trying to tune out. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, icy silence, baby. Yeah, so um, the rest of the uh, the rest of the drive to get to where they are, which is only mercifully like a couple minutes, <laughs> you do not spend making a police siren sound. Yeah, no, it is ten years of miserableness. That moment has passed. Ugh. Hello, everybody. This is Michael, your game master, your best friend, and your getting down to business boy. Not to defeat the Huns like in the animated classic Mulan, but to talk about Abe books. That's right. We're getting right into the ad read portion of things immediately because I like books from Abe books. The online marketplace listing millions of new, used, rare, and out-of-print books and other collectible items, as well as cheap textbooks. It's a good service, I don't know what to tell you. I've used Abe Books multiple times in the past, and I've always been very happy with uh, the books that I've gotten, because I ordered them. Of course, I'd be happy with the books I picked, uh, <laughs> since I knew what I was getting. But the delivery times, delivery condition, all exactly what I was expecting and hoping for. And uh, they did actually have books that I was kind of uh, having a hard time tracking down sometimes otherwise. So, yes, I guess I was happy with the books that I got. See, I didn't misspeak. It was a good ad read this whole time. And uh, yeah, I'm doing a great job. But they were able to find me those cool books that I wanted because they connect with uh, thousands of professional booksellers in more than 50 countries worldwide. I think I got uh, the Tao of Pooh and the Day of Piglet from the UK, if I remember correctly. So that was pretty cool. Uh, if you want to go get some good books for yourself so that you too can read words good and make good ads for podcasts that you have. I mean, hell, you might be able to find the McElroy book about how everyone has a podcast except you on Abe Books. I don't know, but you might be able to find it if you go to affiliates.abebooks.com slash ppn. Again, that is affiliates.abebooks.com slash ppn. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. 
And also thank you uh, for putting up with the slight audio issues that we had in this episode. Uh, some people in the cast have moved and have been dealing with uh, untreated spaces or, well, I mean, we've never had fully treated spaces, but less well-treated spaces for audio recording. So uh, I we, we appreciate your, your patience with that. It shouldn't really be a significant impact on everything because it's, I mean, you're here for us. You're not here for our very cool microphones that we definitely have, right? I'm just gonna cut myself off here before this devolves into some weird bit. Um, <laughs> but genuinely, thank you everybody who continues to listen to and support the show, including this person who purchased a pocket note. It is once again, Two Albion Graves from Molly. And it reads, Hey Albion, no real news on the spooky voices front, though it kind of inspired me to get back into Bigfoot sightings and Mothman and stuff. I got rid of a lot of my old memorabilia a bit back and was hoping you could send me one of the champ stuffies I saw on the gift shop's website, if we're ever near that area, of course. Money for it is included. Let me know if you see anything exciting while you're there. Signed, your favorite cousin. Parentheses, I am your favorite, right? You haven't written back at all. End parentheses. Yet more mysterious wrinkles in the continuing saga of Albion's favorite cousin, who keeps writing to our podcast. If you would like to get a message onto our program, be it uh, epistolary fanfiction or just a general other kind of message, pretty much whatever, um, you can get one of those yourself at pocketpodcastnetwork.com slash shop. They have a whole bunch of other merch for all the shows as well. So you can support us cool people that make the cool stuff that you like to put into your very cool ears. Okay, that was an awkward way to say it, but we're going to roll with it. Thanks as always to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting our show, as well as the aforementioned other cool shows, such as Home Viewing and No Dice and The Ghoul Tank. It's just, ah, it's, it's a bunch of cool stuff that people make uh, and that uh, are made by cool people. I keep saying cool. I think I've said too, cool too much. Am I approaching semantic satiation with the word cool? Cool. Cool? Cool. Okay, uh, moving on. Moving on from that. Let's let's talk about uh, the the show and the ways that you can interact with us and help, uh, you know, spread the word about how much you enjoy the show. And um, you can go to social media because we don't really pay to advertise. I mean, most of our advertising is done through word of mouth. So if you want to hop on Twitter, we're at GMMcast, same as Facebook. Uh, we're there at GMMcast. Uh, you can tweet about the show with the hashtag, again, GMMcast. Uh, and that is a great way to let us know that you are listening and enjoying and that you can uh, share with other people that you are uh, listening to and enjoying this podcast that we do, including this very awkward midsection that I have just recorded. If you want a bit of a faster way to tell me that I'm actually doing a very good job and you have enjoyed this particular midsection and everything about it, yes, definitely, it's great, it's going very well, you can join our Discord server. 
where you can hang out with a whole bunch of other cool people who listen to the show and definitely enjoy my good midsection reads. And uh, also, you can just say it directly to my face there, because I'm there, the whole cast is there. It's it's a good place. I was going to say it's a cool place to hang out, um, but that word is still... I don't know what's going on uh, with that anymore. Uh, links to everything is in the episode description. Uh, back to the show. Cinema's hottest podcast is home viewing. What are you doing? This show has everything. Please stop. Blu-rays, DVDs, dog sounds, <sighs> guest this episodes. This isn't working. But you know what does work? Discussing our entire film library week by week in alphabetical order. <sighs> I'm John. And I'm Bethany. And this is Home Viewing. Wednesdays on the Pocket Podcast Network. So here you are at the Sylvester Mobile, which has flipped over. <laughs> and standing outside it is Sly and Albion. Not really looking too much worse for wear. All right. Can I like have some sort of a role to see if I can feel that there's a bad <laughs> vibe right now? Once there's once they interact, then it, and it you know becomes apparent that there might be that, then you can get an empathy roll. But uh, they haven't said word one yet, so I feel like that alone <laughs> should be concerning to Albion. They literally just got there, so they they have come upon this scene, and a uh, um, thankfully you did get called, and the tow truck guy is on is is like around the corner from you. So on the other on the other side of the street from them, uh, you know, tow truck guys coming up to uh, to take a look at your car and do what he needs to do with that. At about the same time that uh, Des and Roe arrive in the Ditko mobile. All right. Uh, hey, guys. So um, it's been a day, huh? Uh, yeah. So this has not been my best start to uh. A job. Just gestures vaguely at the car behind him. Yep. Did you do a flip? Yes. Yes, we did. Nice. It did do a flip, yes. Pretty fucking sick. So yeah, we gotta go back to Dez's house and figure out what the hell's going on with Beaumont and this whole duel and this whole going to frickin' Scotland business. Yes, let's go home, please. Mm-hmm. Alright, now can I make that roll? Yeah, that yeah, that there that was a little icier than you expected. So yes, you may make an empathy roll. Um, I I'm gonna say that this is yeah, it's a baseline like a three. All right, well I got a four. Okay. Uh, yeah, you you read pretty clearly. Uh, that that came off with a little more impatience and a little more hostility. Um, than you expected. Uh, of that statement. All right. Alvin is going to, to blink and he's going to keep that knowledge in his back pocket. Um, He's going to be like, hey, Sylvester, uh, just tell me when we're good to go and the tow guy has enough info because uh, uh, we clock is ticking. Mm -hmm. Are we good? Tow guy. Yeah. Yeah. You've you've shown me your card. So like th there's nothing more you can really do here. And I I, I suppose you don't really need a ride because. Uh, these are your friends here to pick you up, yes? Yes. Yep. Okay. So, yeah. So, uh, I will, I'll take this to, uh, and he just, like, names, uh, he, he names a garage that he's going to take it to so that 
it can be somewhere that's not on the street. Uh, and he's like, yeah, uh, you can you can go and get it looked at there and uh, they'll they'll do an assessment for you know how much this will run you if you want to get anything fixed. Uh, Super. Thanks, man. Yeah, uh, that's an optimistic view of the situation, I'm afraid. But uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, whatever, whatever you hit there, it absolutely just oh, it spiked that tire real good. Like there are there are bits of tire in the road. Uh, don't usually see wheels on a commercial vehicle like that uh, just kind of explode like that. So yeah, it's really weird. Damn Firestone. Yeah, some yeah, kind but, of a freak uh, thing, I guess. Yeah, to do that much damage, uh, I'm not surprised that uh, car lost control as bad as it did. Ended up. Uh, you know, ass up. Uh, pardon my French. Yeah, it's all right, man. Yeah. Uh, hey. So, uh, I- I'm good. Uh, I'll just be getting this thing out of the- out of your way. And uh, oh, uh, uh, where are you heading, actually? Because oh wait, you-, you you guys know your way around, so yeah, you'll good. just want to detour around. Yeah, you'll just you'll just need a detour around here to get wherever you're going, because it'll take me take me a few minutes to get this thing uh fully cleaned up. All right. Yeah. So you are good to go. Cool. Right. Albion's gonna get in the car. Um. Hey, Albion. Yeah. This is the second time you've been in the back of this car. Hey, <laughs> got him. <laughs> Albion <laughs> thinks of asking for shotgun, but thinks better of it. You know, I think Des actually might get out of the passenger front seat and go in the back. Okay. Mm. Wordlessly. The, the ultimate. So. Uh, Ro is, even though he did just crash a car, handing the keys to Sly. Yeah, it was my <laughs> fault. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, Sly can get you back to Dez's place. Yay. is going to be listening to Push Me Boom Boom as he drives the car. <laughs> uh, Ro has... Uh, Ro has her dad's goons return like the car to actually where it belongs instead of parked outside Dez's. The goon mobile. Ah, so you've called them to get it picked up and moved. Yep. I mean, they do know both of the addresses, so yeah. Mm-hmm. So you return to Dez's place and you uh, exit the car and standing outside of Dez's place is... Warden Beaumont and Warden Chaplin, and um, he, Beaumont just kind of looks at Chaplin because he didn't recognize the car pulling up at first. Um, but he he looks at him and he he says like, "Yeah, I see. I told you they would come back." Okay. Howdy there, gentlemen. Uh, there's been a bit of a complication. When when isn't there, Albion? Oh, I'm a uh, yeah. No, I'm aware that it's a. Uh gonna be not frustrating hearing that um so hi, i don't think we've actually been introduced there uh how did my name's albion uh, i'm a friend of the warden here ah uh warden chaplain um nice to meet you mr graves and this must be dr sylvester coopersmith uh yeah m fucking d yep uh-huh yep so i heard um i am already familiar with pro and desdemona here so, mm-hmm. and obviously I know Joe over here, so, uh, please don't, don't be that familiar right now, Chaplin. This is, okay. So, hold on. Where is Marcus? Marcus is on neutral ground right now. 
Oh? Yep, he's on the local neutral ground. And uh, he's got himself a duel at some point today, or tonight, I forget which. Uh, Order Duella was invoked, and um, he's uh, got himself a fight against a member of the Winter Court. Uh, Chaplain pipes up. I- I'm sorry, did you say that he invoked Code Duello against an agent of the Winter Court? I certainly did. Okay. So I, I did hear you were planning on taking us on a trip to Scotland, and uh, that's going to have to wait, I'm afraid. Oh, I'm sure that's exactly why he did exactly what he did, because now we can't just take him, because uh, if he misses if he misses his duel time, then that's uh, curtains for Marcus. So, <sighs> yep. Okay. Yeah, you might say we are invested in our friend keeping his head. Oh, I have no interest in in your friend dying. I definitely don't have any personal stake there. I didn't. I don't really know the guy. I mean, no, I, but rules is rules. Ro bristles at this because that just goes against the exact thing she believed. <laughs> yep. So now she feels a little bad. Do we all maybe want to discuss this inside instead of in my driveway? Oh, um, yes. Yeah. Why don't uh. Sylvester, why don't you get these uh these fine gentlemen comfortable? We're gonna hang back a sec. Uh, okay. Excuse me, just a moment. So yes, Sylvester, you are welcome into my home. Uh, thanks. Albion, you are welcome into my home. Uh, Warden Beaumont, Warden Chaplin, you are welcome into my home. Uh oh. Ro, and then she's gonna turn with a hair flip and go inside her house. Well, that's not how I was planning on that going. Oh my uh, heart. Do we miss something? <laughs> I feel like. I feel like we're missing context or something. Yeah, Sylvester, why don't you go inside? Okay. Alvin's just going to turn. All right, Ro. From your perspective, what the fuck happened back there? Because I don't know if you've been paying attention the last few months, but uh, this team has been the only thing between each individual member and a pretty fucking gruesome death. Yeah. So uh, this kind of shit going on right now, it can't. So, um, what happened? Ro explains everything and has maybe a little bit of a breakdown. She's able to, I think, with Albion, be a little more specific in, like, her thought process. Because she's not angry at Albion. <laughs> um, and I think there's definitely, like, right. there, there's some hurt. So how does she explain it differently? I would love oh, to hear God, it. Oh, God, I don't <laughs> yeah, I believe that you would be fairly defensive of your own actions. Yes. Yeah. Um I I think it's like similar to what like my explanation in why Ro did it like out of character. Ro does not trust Beaumont right now because in her like to her perspective, he was standing in a spot where reasonably knowing Des's house, he could like assume that someone was watching or listening to them. He stepped away to have a conversation. Ro was trying to like get information out of him. He was not willing to give it. And Ro knows that he at first did not like Marcus, I think to her, because of how strongly she feels about people and that doesn't change. She thinks that Beaumont has something out for Marcus because he is a warlock. 
and that something is wrong to Roe. And she right. just So yeah. Albion's gonna listen to that and he's gonna just kind of <sighs> I understand, because I also am not fond of wardens and uh typically authority in general. Uh, I don't know how you fucking put up dealing with Detective Sergeant Dick Coe, cause he's a cop. I don't like cops. But um I I need you to remember something about Beaumont and what happened when we had Marcus here. Mm-hmm. Beaumont stuck his neck out for Marcus. The thing is, if Beaumont is taking Marcus on as an apprentice, and Marcus fucks up, it's not just Marcus who gets the axe. Beaumont gets the sword too. He is literally putting his entire life on the line for Marcus. Then why isn't he being honest? He had a chance to tell me what was going on and he didn't. So I took action. I don't know. I don't know what was going through his head. Just like I don't quite rightly know what was going through yours. This is a a very fucking stressful day. I don't think any of us are acting as our best selves. I fucking... I knew there was a fey trap. I still fell into it. Because my brain ain't quite working right. None of us are at our best right now. Be for yourself. <laughs> Sylvester might be at his best You're right inside. Now. He can sense it. Except in Sylvester, because Sylvester's got a pretty solid baseline that doesn't really waver. But my point is, I think the fact that he is willing to die on Marcus's behalf means we should offer him a little more benefit of the doubt. In this instance. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to fix this spat between you and Dez, but, uh... You don't need to fix anything. I don't really think it's my job to. Ro is incredibly defeated right now. (sighs) Listen. You know I trust you, right? Do you? Yeah, I do. Sometimes you're impulsive. Sometimes, uh... You act a little rash, but that's the pot calling the fucking kettle black. But, uh, we've had each other's backs, uh, quite a few times. And I've been willing to trust you in those instances, so I trust you now. It hasn't been that long and we have been through a fucking lot, bro. I can't, I can't keep you guys safe. It's not just your job. It's everyone's job. Albion, it's hard. I... (laughs) Rose is having, like, complete breakdown now. I think she realizes she fucked up. Albion is going to offer a hug. Does Ro accept? Yeah. She's a puddle. <laughs> Albion just holds a sobbing Ro against his chest. I think we can cut away from that, uh, that moment in which you are just sort of standing there dissolving uh, on Albion's shoulder into the parallel scene inside where Beaumont and Chaplin have been uh, welcomed and uh, they are sitting in, I assume, the parlor. Would I be right there, Christine? Oh, yeah. And yeah, they, you know, sort of been uh, attended to by simple nature hospitality. And once everybody's kind of like settled, um, Beaumont is about to say something and Chaplin just kind of holds up a hand and says, I 
feel like I should ask the question of where where did you all go? Because when I showed up, there were multiple people in the house. Then the house was empty. So what happened here? Sounds like there's just some silence uh, as, as you are. Neither of you are answering at the moment. Oh, uh... I mean, you can choose to just sort of delay that answer if you want. Uh, okay. While I was taken from here, I really didn't have much of a choice. And I don't know if it's for me to say whether or not I share where we were taken. I don't know. I didn't want to leave. But you did. I wasn't aware. Yes. Um, by, by whom or what? I was just following what Rose said. She was trying to keep me safe. I have Uh no other answers for you. Okay, great. Um, Beaumont just kind of looks at you and again, does not make complete eye contact, uh, is just looking at you, trying to assess like your body language and like what you're saying and how you're saying it. And he's trying to put together his understanding of you and his understanding of Roe and try to figure out what actually happened in there silently to himself. Uh, he looks at Sylvester and says, so were you also taken uh, somewhere? Yeah. Uh... So you're you're just going to give him the recap, the, the brief rundown. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> ah, um, OK, just trying to make sure I've got a clear timeline here, a uh, picture of what's going on around here in my head. Uh, you went with Marcus to the sandwich shop because it's neutral ground. And then Albion showed up with the goat man, a, a goat man, a billy goat. Uh, yeah. Billy goat gruff, I guess. Uh, also at the sandwich shop. I don't know how he fit in there. I have been there. I think he changed his size um, a little bit. It's possible. He's Faye. He, he has a whole number of tricks he could possibly do. So. You just, uh, Chaplin just shrugs. So then Walbrook challenges the, challenges the Fae to a duel later today, presumably to put off being summoned to Edinburgh for some time yet. Think of his next move. It's what I would do if I was trapped between a rock and a hard place, I guess. And, uh, yes, then you went and got your car and got attacked by goblins. Uh, yep, got attacked by goblins. And... Both the goat guy and the goblins, Winterfay. Yep. Do we know anything else special about any of these, these, these Uh, One of the goblins was going to fuck Albion's face, and then I kicked that goblin into the other goblin. Okay, ignore the goblins, uh, I guess. Um, why, why would someone be after, why would a fae like that be interested in... A disgraced wizard, exactly. Goatman's a squire. Uh, the Goatman's a what? Goatman's a squire. I don't know what that... Winter squire. Chaplin just looks really confused, and Beaumont pipes in. Um, so, let me explain something. Uh, he quickly darts a glance over at Dez, uh, before he says anything. Basically, it, it, uh, I'm going to need you. He's going to try to do a quick little secret rapport, and you're going to have to empathy against it. Okay. Uh, you are shooting for a three. For empathy? Yes. Oh, that's a one. Okay. Yeah, if you, if you don't make this one, then he's just 
he's going to just continue ahead and you won't have any like you just clearly it becomes clear that you're not reading his intent. Well, it's like like two different parts because I have seven fate points left. I know that we're not getting any more until the end of the chapter. Depending on how long the chapter goes, it's like, do I want to save them or not? And then there's the whole, I honestly don't know if she'd be doing a good job of reading other people's emotions currently because she's so high emotional right now. So I almost think story-wise, it works better if she doesn't catch what he's doing. Fair enough. So yeah, he, he shoots a quick little glance your way and you just kind of... You just kind of look back blankly because you're you're not catching on, and uh, he doesn't have a lot of time to try to confirm that non-verbally before continuing his thought. Yeah, um, so it seems that Marcus Walbrook got himself tangled up in the affairs of Queen Titania. Really? Yeah, um, so... She apparently made him a squire to the Night of Summer, which yet I was not aware those existed. Yeah, no, uh, I don't think they did until she just made very it up. recently. Yeah, until she decided to make it up for him. Uh, that's why he disappeared, I guess, uh, uh, some months ago. He's been uh, working for her on the down low because I guess that position's not, it's not, you know, supposed to exist and it seems that mab figured out that uh her opposite and equal was pulling some shenanigans so yeah now apparently there's a knight of uh, there's a squire to the knight of winter or more than one after marcus ah and you're the second in the duel aren't you chaplain asks you dr cooper smith maybe Right, so the goblin thing makes a lot more sense now. Okay, somebody's trying to cheat and sabotage the duel. Not a surprise. Well, if that's the case, then we should probably probably acquire Marcus so that uh, he doesn't get jumped by some other some other winter court fae taking initiative, I guess. Yeah. And that's the only reason that we're going to go find Marcus, right? Chaplain? Well, yeah, you can't exactly defend a corpse at a uh, a trial in front of the White Council, now can you? Be difficult. Yeah. Yeah, can't. Thanks for reminding me. Outside, I think that uh, sufficient time has passed that um, Ro can start to get a hold of herself. All right, Albion is gonna um, say, "All right, um, I'm gonna head in for a sec. Just give me a moment." Albion, yeah. Uh, your phone rings. All right, Albion. Uh, is it a specific ringtone for someone he knows? <laughs> uh, do you have a ringtone for Cagney Moriarty? Uh, yeah, I do. What is it? <laughs> Uh, it's um the bit from um a frontier psychiatrist is like psychosomatic that boy needs therapy psychosomatic that boy needs therapy lie oh down God. on the couch uh so that's when he just is like hey Cagney how you doing 
Oh, hey, Albion. Um, just wondering about uh, where you are. Uh, thought we were getting lunch today. Oh, shit. That's right. We did say that. Um, so, yeah, Cagney, some, uh, some weird fucking magical nonsense came up. You know, Marcus, that friend of mine I talked about? You did talk about Marcus. Uh, it, you can hear that they've sort of paused because they're in a public space. Uh, yeah. Clearly some kind of restaurant waiting for you. Uh, and it's like, yes, I, I remember that we have discussed that. Uh, yeah, um, he's got, and I'm sorry to, to dump this on you while you're waiting to get lunch with me, but, uh, he, um, he's got some goat men gunning for him, and I kind of got to make sure he doesn't die before his duel that he's scheduled to have tonight. That is, okay, um... That's a f that's that's extremely intense. Uh, I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put put this in a doggy bag uh, and take it home, I guess. Cagney, I'm so sorry. I it's just I've been up since the wee fucking hours, and I've been dealing with this. Um, we got jumped by some goblins, and Sylvester's car got totaled. It's been a really shitty day, and I'm. That's oh, not. Oh my... That's not a fucking excuse for me to have. No, no. Oh my I god. Are you okay? You. Yeah, I'm fine. You know me. I'm a. I'm a tough son of a bitch. But I should have called you or texted you, and I'm. I'm so sorry. Uh. Okay. Well. Um. I just hope this doesn't become a habit. And as as your conversation with Cagney is just sort of continuing, uh, we're gonna drift our focus uh, away from you and just onto. Row, who, you know, you were just comforting Row, and um, yeah, she's she's kind of stepped away, you know, because you're taking a phone call, and you know, natural curiosity, sure, but also being polite, trying to be polite to your friend. I'm sure you've like taken a few steps away so that he can have his phone call. <laughs> and Row, yes, uh, there is there's some bushes on the edge of Des's property uh, between her property and the next house over. <laughs> and you hear, you, like, you, you can feel uh, a, the, a bit of a breeze coming through, which is not unusual at all. But hearing your own name seemingly whispered across the breeze just faintly at the edge of your hearing. That's new. Uh. Trees don't, you know, trees and bushes don't usually make that specific sound. After a moment, uh, it seems like it's coming from the, the bushes in between Dez's property and her neighbor. So, what are you doing with that information? Uh, I'm gonna take a gander over at Albion and walk towards the bushes probably to my death. Albion is deep in apologetic conversation uh, with his 
date friend question mark he'll he'll be apologizing for a uh, while i've got time so you've got this this sensation uh after you glance back at albion um you have this feeling that he can't hear it no one else can hear it the sound is for you yikes your your feet start to move you toward the apparent source of the sound almost on their own may i make an alertness roll you are facing fully away so if you're going to make me an alertness roll it's going to be pretty tough uh i'm gonna go with because also she could just be naturally moving about so this this would be difficult to spot i'm gonna say that uh since you are looking fully away as a plus two, this is a six alertness that you would have to hit to get an inkling that something is wrong. Odds aren't great. I have a plus three alertness. I would have to roll three pluses. I have two fate points. I can use it to help with this, but we'll see if I have to. Two pluses and a minus that is only plus one. If I use a fate point, that would get me to save, six. Save your fate points, buddy. Just just let this happen. If Ro gets sucked into a wormhole or died or cloned, just let it happen. <laughs> I, as tempting as that is, I am going to ta- um, invoke um, Protective Streak a mile long. Protective Streak a mile wide, rather, to hit the six. Okay. So you you start pacing as you are uh abundantly apologizing to your former uh semi-professional therapist uh about missing their you know missing lunch date with them uh and you as you're sort of pacing you you notice that ro is slowly moving away from you just sort of non-specifically it seemed like just it's kind of just sort of meandering away. Um, but yeah, uh, the, that's all you can really take notice of is that she's just sort of drifting uh, away from where you're standing and is not looking at you uh, at all. Uh, hey, Cagney, can I call you back in a sec? Is this going to become a thing? No, something's up. Something Okay, well, something was up before. Uh, it was goblins before, I guess. I will um, call you back, and he's gonna hang up. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, ooh. Shit! Uh, hold Cagney on! No, no, no! Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! You fucked <laughs> up! I'm losing, losing. I'm sorry. Something's wrong with Ro. I gotta go. You? Oh, you? You still hung up? You trying nope, to save you it? You hung up on Cagney, bud. You gotta sit in that. <laughs> so while you're sitting in that, um, Ro. Uh, uh-huh. You have you have uh started you've gotten about halfway to uh this this row of bushes uh and the the beckoning is becoming more intense. Uh it it's it feels like you will have to actively resist your own body moving towards this. This feels beyond the realm of mere curiosity. This feels like a compulsion. Mm-hmm. 
<sighs> are you going to just continue? I, I Or are you going to I think so. work Ro, against it? Like Des is in a very high emotional state. I, I don't think she's in a headspace to fight anything. She's just very interested in this. Okay. Well, you get closer and closer and you feel you feel like the reason why you haven't been able to walk away and you keep moving towards it is you are certain now after you've crossed halfway of that halfway you know Zeno's paradox motion you're there and you are so sure that the voice of the wind is Valencia uh, Albion you don't hear any of this you are no. you are you are fully not aware of any of this that's happening. Alvin's just walking over. Ro, what's going on? Do uh, Ro, I'm going to need you to make me a a roll to be able to stop having effectively tunnel vision and selective deafness. Okay. Uh, so you are going to have to make me a discipline roll against uh, this compulsion. And you've gotten fairly close to it, so your discipline roll is going to be, uh, it's a five. Oh, God, okay. Ooh! Um, so, I do have a three. If I use my fate point you did give me, like, 15 minutes ago. <laughs> uh, I'm fine. I'm safe and not dying. No one says you're gonna die. You I just... Know won't hear that Albion is calling for you. But if I use my face, my face, my fate point, uh, I will hear him? Yes. Okay. Ah. Hmm. Yeah, I think I hear Albion. I'm gonna give you that. Okay, you're gonna give me back that fate point. Yeah. Alright. Um, so, as you are approaching... You see, it looks like the shadows of the sunlight against the shapes of the, uh, I guess you call it topiary, sure, uh, that, you know, stands as sort of a barrier between, uh, you know, these two parcels of property. Uh, the shadows at the, that last second before you hear Albion's voice cut through this sort of haze that had blocked out all of the other sound around you. Um, it looks like it makes a, a face. And it's, it doesn't feel like it's just paradelia where you're seeing a face out of shapes that look face-like. It specifically looks like it is Valencia's face in both the shape of the leaves and the shadows on them, and then you are snapped out of that rapt focus and attention, and you suddenly are aware of the ringing in your own ears as the silence of everything that isn't that voice compelling you in dissipates and becomes just the regular sounds you would expect, and uh, the Albion calling out to you and asking Ro, you turn uh, you know you, you get your attention pulled away by Albion and when you look back that face is gone and you hear nothing except for 
the sounds of the day. What the fuck? that like every cop car uses the same car key stop what yeah every cop car uses the same ford car key <laughs> real talk you can buy it off ebay for like ten dollars you should bleep that out we're Amazing. gonna pause the episode while i just do some research <laughs> uh no we're not um pocket podcast network quality programming right to your pocket